All right, guys. Hey, thanks for tuning into the podcast. OCD Straight Talk with Chris Lines, licensed psychotherapist and anxiety disorders and OCD spectrum disorders treatment specialist, reaching out to you from Minnesota's Twin Cities, home of the microbrew. Well, guys, as always, let me remind you that this is a podcast and it is only intended to be a podcast. It is not designed in any way to stand in the place of evidence-based psychotherapy or to serve as your medical advice. Well, excellent. Today in the uh, program, I wanted to discuss uh, a psychometric that is uh, really the gold standard uh, psychometric uh, for the uh, the symptomatological measurement of OCD, um, and that is uh, the Y-Box. Uh, Y-Box stands for the Yale-Brown Obsessive Compulsive Scale. Uh, it's in the second edition, uh, so it's the Y-Box 2. I believe the Y-Box 2 was published in uh, 2007 or something like this. Uh, sometimes I'll encounter therapists that uh, that still are using the Y-Box 1 for uh, uh, an unknown reason. Uh, the Y-Box 2 really is uh, a better psychometric uh, in some specific ways uh, for the, the measurement of OCD. Uh, and we're going to focus specifically on the severity scale at the end of the Y box. And of course, when I say Y box, I mean the Y box too. Um, so the, uh, the full psychometric is comprised of, I think it's 67 questions or items followed by the 10 question severity scale. And again, we're just going to do the severity scale, uh, or talk about the severity scale at the end. I've done the Y box thousands and thousands of times. In fact, to the point that I've memorized uh, all the questions and all the answers on the Y box. I'm pretty familiar with it. Uh, and we're going to kind of look at how the Y box functions. That's going to really be the, the, um, the, the point or the purpose of, of this particular episode. Now, before you tune out, this is pretty important. I've been saying to you for, you know, episode upon episode that, uh, that OCD and anxiety-related disorders really are essentially behavioral disorders or they're behavioral problems, if you will. And what I've meant by that is if we can work to identify uh, correctly, strategically identify compulsive patterns or safety behaviors within the construct of the anxiety-related disorder and stop those behaviors we're going to find that we make therapeutic progress. I've said that again and again and again, uh, perhaps to the point that I am boring you, and that's not my intent. But what is the intent of this episode is to go through the Y box and to show you that the way that the Y, the y box functions really does mirror the way that an anxiety-related disorder functions. And that is to say it focuses really on behavioral uh, choices that seem to perpetuate the overall presentation of symptoms. And that we, when we work to stop those behaviors, we find that the whole system begins to unravel and fall apart. Again, you've heard me say this again and again, but what you ne uh, necessarily haven't heard me uh, say or do is explain how the gold standard psychometric, uh, the Y-box, functions. And again, they really do mirror each other in terms of the symptoms and the psychometric. So again, <clears throat> the Y-box severity scale is comprised of 10 questions. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of the questions. I'm not going to give you so the sort of exhaustive layout and explanation of the psychometric. That really would be beyond the scope of what's necessary. Um, but I do want to talk about specifically uh, the second five 
questions on the Y box. So the Y box is comprised of 10 questions. And again, I'm referring to the severity scale. The first five questions on that Y box uh, refer to obsessions or intrusive thoughts. Now, I'm going to pause here to say you could theoretically use the Y box to measure lots and lots of different kinds of anxiety-related disorders because inherent in all of the anxiety disorders and anxiety-related disorders or OCD spectrum disorders really related to or inherent in all of them is this concept of intrusive thoughts, images, or urges. That really is something that is happening uh, for for everyone that is experiencing anxiety in general and um, and clinically significant anxiety uh, in particular. So everybody's really experiencing these sorts of intrusive thoughts or obsessions. We just don't call them obsessions unless we're referring to OCD, but really it amounts to the same stuff uh, from that perspective. So the first five questions uh, relate to the obsessions uh, or the intrusive thoughts, not the safety behaviors or the compulsions, okay? The second five questions on the Y box, that's questions six through 10, uh, relate to the compulsions or the safety behaviors and not to the obsessions or the um, intrusive thoughts. So we're going to focus again on, on questions six through 10 or the second five questions on the Y box. So let's jump into this thing. So the sixth question, right? Question number six, and you can look this up on Google. This isn't, you know, this isn't secret information. This isn't some sort of insider's guide. I mean, this is really, this is something you can look up. Um, you may not have a, a commentary from a professional on Google in terms of how the Wi-Box functions, but you know, you're welcome. In any case, uh, you certainly can look up the psychometric on Google. So fine. Question number six is a time question as in chronology, time, how much time uh, are you engaging compulsions throughout the day on average? That's the nature of, of, uh, of the question. And it's not asking you, by the way, how much time are you tempted or how much time are you wanting to engage the safety behaviors? And be reminded, it's also not asking you about intrusive thoughts or obsessions. It's just asking you about the behavioral choices themselves. How much time collectively or cumulatively, are you engaging the safety behaviors on the average day? The scale is zero to five, where zero is no time at all. One is less than an hour. Two is one to three. Three is three to eight. Four is eight to 12. Five is more than 12 hours throughout the day. So the, the, the kind of catch here is you sort of have to know uh, the compulsions or safety behaviors that you're doing. Uh, and, and you sort of have to have a fairly good idea uh, of what you're actually doing compulsively in order to answer that question uh, you know, you know, with any sort of accuracy. And uh, th that, is, that, that is a question mark, right? When we're first doing the Y box, that is a question mark. Uh, how solid is our conceptualization of the compulsive patterns and how accurate is the read in terms of the total amount of time? So in, in any case, we don't need to get bogged down in those details. At least not here and now. Uh, but let's suppose your answer were like three, which is three to eight hours of washing your hands or avoiding or, or seeking reassurance or um, uh, doing research or, or uh, you know, whatever it might be. And it could be a hundred. It could be 500 different things, you know, not necessarily 500 compulsions for one person. But my point is it could be anything. And the question is, how much time are you doing these behaviors 
actually engaging them uh, on a scale from zero to five. Again, let's say you say three, three to eight hours. The next question, uh, this is question number seven, is going to be how hard are you trying to resist? Now, this is an A for effort question. You've heard the phrase A for effort. You get an A for trying, right? That's the basic idea of question number seven. How hard are you trying to resist on a scale from zero to five, where zero is I always try. Now, now let's be clear. This question is not a control question. How able are you to stop the behaviors? That's the next question. This question is just asking you, again, a for effort is just asking you about how hard are you trying these days on average, where zero is I always try, whether or not I succeed at stopping the behavior, I always try. One would be I usually try or I often try, but no, I can't say always. Two is ah, I put moderate effort into trying. Three is kind of flip a coin. Sometimes I try, sometimes I don't. It just sort of depends. Four is minimal effort. And five is like, you know, I really feel like I need these behaviors to get through the day, you know, hand washing or, or, or avoiding or, you know, or seeking reassurance or again, whatever it might be uh, for you. I sort of feel like I need these behaviors to get through the day so I don't put any effort into resisting them. That would be five. So let's say again, you say three, which is flip a coin 50-50. Sometimes I try, sometimes I don't. Fine. The next question is that control question we referenced a moment ago. This question is asking you, how able are you to put the behaviors down and walk away, right? How able are you to exert control and stop them from continuing or even better, stop them from starting, right? That's really the nature of question number seven. It's the control piece. Scale from zero to five, where zero is I have as much control as I can imagine having. Uh, again, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. The form is going to say complete control. If you're looking at the form while we're going through this, you're going to see it says complete control for, for zero. But again, nobody's perfect. So I would rather go with a description like as much control as I can reasonably imagine having, right? So that would be a significant amount of control. But no one is perfect. One is going to be a lot of control, good amount of control, but no, not as much as I can imagine. I feel like I could do better, uh, but it's still really good. Two is moderate amounts. Three is, again, flip that coin. Sometimes I can control, sometimes I can't. Four is minimal control. And then five would be forget about it, no control. The compulsions are controlling me, right? Uh, let's say again, you say three. Okay, just for funsies, we're going to say three, and that's flip a coin. You know, sometimes I, I can, sometimes I can't or whatever. Fine. So next question is going to be an anxiety question. Uh, how much anxiety, hypothetically, would you feel if you were prevented from engaging your compulsion? So if somehow, some way, someone stopped you, however that would be, from engaging all of these different compulsions, how much anxiety would it cause for you? I, another way of looking at that is like, if it's just you and your thoughts and it's no way, and there's no way for you to sort of mitigate against the fears or, or, or protect yourself against the fears. Um, you just, you can't do the compulsions, right? How much would it drive up your anxiety? Zero to five where zero is, you know, I'm always working to resist and stop my compulsions. And that just wouldn't bother me. That would be zero. One would be slight or mild. Two is moderate again. Uh, three is uh, significant for some of the compulsions. Four would be severe anxiety for a lot of them, or we might say most of them. And then five is going to be overwhelming uh, anxiety for all of them or nearly all of them. Or we might say nearly all the time. Something like this. Fine. 
The last question on the Y box is an interference question. It's asking you how much would you say the compulsive behaviors or, or safety behaviors are interfering with your ability to function. Now, let's not get confused. This is not a time question. That we already discussed that. That was question number six, remember? And this is not an anxiety question. We already discussed that. That was the last question. That was question uh, number number uh, number nine. Uh, so how much uh, how much are the uh, you know not doing the compulsions? How much would that uh, get to you? That was question number nine. Again, question number ten is it's like a roadblock question. To what extent would you say the compulsions are getting in the way? of the life that you want to live? How much are they stopping you? To what extent are they stopping you from living the life that you want to live? On a scale from zero to five, where zero is they don't, uh, one would be a little bit, you know, slight or mild. Uh, Two is moderate uh, amounts of interference. Three would be significant in at least one area. So maybe uh, your social life or, or maybe your work life, or maybe your, your, um, love life or, or, you know, whatever we might say, at least one area, it could be more than one, but at least one, four is going to be significant interference in all areas. And then five is going to be incapacitating interference. So that's questions six through 10 with the answers. Now I'm going to show you how this thing functions. Now I've told you again and again and again, that if you can work to stop the safety behaviors, you're going to find that the symptoms unravel and fall apart. Now I'm going to show you how that's true. So let's go back again. Maybe you're looking at the Y box as you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you're not, uh, but let's go back to question number six. Remember six was the time question and you answered, well, I answered for you, but you answered three, which was three to eight hours. Let's imagine together. Here we go. Let's imagine together that over the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days, right? One full week of time. And then let's add to that another day, two, three days. So 10 days of time. Let's just imagine together that you really work in a focused, determined, disciplined, consistent way to identify and stop all of your compulsive behaviors, all of your safety behaviors. You really work very hard to stop them I'm sorry, to identify them and stop them. Kind of like you're on some sort of diet, right? You really have the urge to eat some sort of food, but you're saying, no, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to push through and not eat that, whatever it is. Very same idea, right? I really, really want to eat the food, but I'm not going to. And here, here we are with the compulsions. I really, really want to, you know, check, or I really want to avoid, or I really want to, you know, do research, or I really want to seek reassurance, whatever it might be. I really, really want to, but I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. All right, fine. So that goes on again for one, two, three, four, up to five, up to seven, 10 days, days and nights. You're working very hard to say no, 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 straight through. And I ask you the question again, here we are chatting and I say to you, okay, so how much time these days are you engaging compulsions on a scale from zero to five where zero is no time at all? One is less than an hour. Two is one to three. Three is three to eight. Four is eight to 12 and five is more than 12. And you say, of course, well, you haven't been doing them right over the past 10 days. You've been working really hard, really hard to stop the safety behaviors. And I say, how much time are you doing them? And you say, well, zero, right? Over the last 10 days, I've really worked to not do any. 
So I'm not trying to be haughty here. I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, uh, whatever, but I, I, I think I can say zero. Yeah, no, I haven't been doing it. And I say, great, that's fantastic. So we're going to say zero to that, right? I'm going to say zero. You with me? I'm going to say zero to that question because over the last 10 days, you haven't been doing your safety behavior. So the next question is how much time or how, how hard are you working to resist on a scale from zero to five? Where zero is I always try. One is I try usually. Two is moderate. Three is 50-50. Four is uh, minimal. And five is no, no effort, right? Well, what's going to be your answer? If your answer to question number six was I am not doing the compulsions these days, question number seven is very likely, right? Very likely going to be I always try to resist, right? That just makes sense. So if I'm not doing the compulsions by choice and by force, that's question six and question seven is going to be, yeah, and I'm always working to resist them. Fine. Now, question number eight, how much control do you have uh, in terms of stopping the safety behaviors, right? How, how able are you to meaningfully walk away from them, put them down and walk away scale from zero to five, where zero is I have as much control as I can imagine having again, nobody's perfect. One is a lot of control, but not as much as I can imagine. Two is moderate. Three is, you know, flip that coin. Uh, four is minimal. Five is no control. The compulsions are controlling me. Again, six was I'm not doing them over the past 10 days. Seven is I always try. So what is the answer to question number eight going to be? Where zero is I have as much control as I can imagine having. One is a lot of control, but not as much. Well, it's going to be probably zero. It might be one, I guess, somehow, if you're somehow doing compulsions without even having some control, right? That doesn't make a lot of sense. So it's going to be zero again. Fine. So six, seven, and eight were all zero, really by virtue of six being zero. And six was zero because you chose to say no consistently over the course of 10 days, regardless of how you were feeling. Regardless of what thoughts were going on, you said, no, no, I won't engage the behavior. No, I won't engage the behavior. And you were able to say 10 days later, zero, zero to six, zero to seven, zero to eight. Nine is how much anxiety would you feel if you were prevented from doing your compulsions or safety behaviors? Zero to five, where zero is I wouldn't have any anxiety at all. I'm always working to do it and I feel fine. One would be slight or mild, two is moderate and, you know, and so on. So what do you think? I mean, you if you're not doing them, how much anxiety do you think you'd feel? You might say, well, it would be zero and, and it might be zero. Maybe it would be something like a 0.5 or a one. Maybe your anxiety would still be there a little bit, but it wouldn't be three anymore. Right? So six, seven questions, six, seven, eight, and nine were either zero or very close to zero in the case of, of question number nine. Now, question number 10 is an interference question. How much would you say the compulsions are interfering with your ability to function? Zero to five, where zero is they don't. One is a little bit, two is a little more, you know. And so, and three would be significant in at least one area. Well, let's go back to question number six. We weren't doing them, right? We decided we weren't doing them over the next 10 days. So when we get to that 10 day mark and I ask you again, how much of the compulsions interfering with your ability to function, you're certainly not going to say three, uh, related to compulsions that you're not doing anymore, you're going to say zero. They're not interfering with my life because I'm not doing them anymore. So whatever your total Y box score was 10 days ago, you've really just cut it in half just by forcing yourself to not engage these safety behaviors over the last 10 days. Six caused seven, caused eight, nine, and 10 
to really follow in line with the answer to question number six, right? So then let's go back to questions one through five. Now, these are the obsessions or the intrusive thought questions or thoughts questions. What do you think is going to happen to the answers to questions one through five when we turn six and then six through 10 into zeros? Well, if you're thinking one through five are going to turn into zeros, you know, that's maybe a little overzealous. We're probably not going to find that everything across the board, the board is zero because six is a zero, but one through, through five are definitely going to drop for us over the course of time because we're not engaging the compulsions anymore, right? So if we're not behaving in such a way that the fears are strong and real and powerful, but in fact, we're behaving in such a way that they're not, one, we're going to find that the whole thing starts to unravel, but two, we're going to find that the thoughts start to sort of go away, right? If somebody's throwing me a baseball and I stop catching it and I stop throwing it back, and they keep throwing me a baseball and I stop catching it and I stop throwing it back, how long do you think it's going to be before they stop throwing me the baseball? How long do you think it's going to be before the thoughts stop coming? That's a good question. That's a good question, right? So we're talking through this concept, talking through this concept of question six through 10, focusing specifically on question number six. What do you think is going to happen when you turn six into a zero? What do you think is going to happen to the questions after six? That is seven, eight, nine, and 10. What do you think is going to happen to the questions before six? That is questions one through five. I have come over the years to call this the Y box cheat sheet, right? Uh, and, and why do I call it the Y box cheat sheet? Well, you know why now why I call it the Y box cheat sheet It's because oftentimes we just don't think in terms of we are empowered and the OCD symptom set is responding to us. No, we think of it the other way around. The OCD or the anxiety-related disorder is empowered and we are simply responding to it. But when we look at the Y box and we see how when we forcibly stop certain behaviors, the whole thing starts to unravel and fall apart. Can we see that in real time in real cases? The answer to that is yes, absolutely Absolutely, yes. And we have seen that for decades and decades of time. Maybe you haven't seen that. And I don't see that I say that as a shot at you, but maybe you don't have the luxury of, of that perspective, seeing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cases. But it's true. The literature shows it. And, um, and you're going to see it in your life, too. When you focus on question number six, choices. And turning those choices into, no, I will not engage that compulsion. No, I will not engage that safety behavior uh, uh, consistently over time. I don't mean once. I don't mean for one day. I don't mean for a couple of days and then you give up. I mean working consistently, disciplined, hard at turning six into a zero. And then finding seven, eight, nine, and ten all follow suit. All follow the leadership of question number six, and then the thoughts and the anxiety both follow the leadership of the behaviors. Seeing that, and I trust that you will, you'll be empowered by way of the Y-Box cheat sheet to really work with your therapist on making meaningful progress and beating back the OCD or, an ang or anxiety-related disorder and taking your life back from it, taking your life back from the anxiety, right? Back from the OCD. 
and living your life with liberty and freedom, knowing that you can turn question number six into a zero. It is a matter of your choice. It is a matter of your freedom. Well, all the very best to you guys. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in uh, to yet another episode of OCD Straight Talk. Uh, As always, feel, feel free to shoot me an email with questions. And I will be more than happy to respond to you or to work your question into the next uh, episode. Thanks for tuning in to OCD Straight Talk.